You're listening to the Workforce Wise podcast from Equifax, where we help you better manage your workforce by saving time, reducing risk, and focusing on increasing profits. Hello, and welcome to the Workforce Wise podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fry. Today, we'll be talking about what employers should know about benefit charge checking in the unemployment cost management world. This is a really interesting piece of our unemployment cost management suite of services where employers can see a true difference by using our service. In fact, over the past two years, we've helped recover over $400 million in incorrect charges. That is actually a real reduction in our clients' exposure to improper charges by over 5%. I'm joined by Dave Caldwell, unemployment cost management Mm -hmm. subject matter expert, He's responsible for legislative analysis for all areas of the Unemployment Cost Management Service. Welcome, Dave. Hey, Jason. How are you? Really good. Thanks for being here today. So let's just jump right into it. How do charges impact an employer's overall exposure or cost when we're talking about unemployment cost management? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people aren't really familiar with, uh, with benefit charges. Uh, and what they really mean from an unemployment perspective. Charges are the outcome. Benefit charges are the direct outcome of the unemployment claim process. Um, so when someone files for an unemployment claim and that claim is adjudicated, um, most employers are very sensitive to the fact of whether they have uh, been awarded unemployment benefits or denied unemployment benefits. But really, uh, in either case, benefit charges are what directly impact the employer. Uh, That's because employers really can pay for unemployment in two different ways. Um, One, for most for-profit employers, uh, they are tax paying, uh, which means that they they have actually an unemployment tax account that they're paying into on a quarterly basis, um, and that that is what funds those benefit charges. Um, Benefit charges then drive that tax account, whether that goes up or down based on the employer's experience. And then other employers in the nonprofit space uh, in particular have the ability to reimburse for unemployment if they choose to do so. Uh, They can choose to pay tax if they want something more budgetable uh, from an unemployment perspective. But in most cases, it makes more sense for them uh, to reimburse directly. And what that means is with every unemployment benefit paid, when an unemployment benefit charge statement comes out for that employer, it's really a bill. Um, so they will pay the state directly for all the unemployment that's been paid for that period. So when we're talking about charges and charges more specifically, can you talk to us a little bit about why charges may be valid and why they may not be valid? Sure, sure. I mean, I think everybody understands that that benefit charges are paid to people. Um, ideally, the, the program unemployment itself is set up so that people who are unemployed through no fault of their own um, have, have some financial benefits. Um, most commonly, though, when, benef- when we talk about charges, charge errors or benefit charge errors, uh, it's when in, unemployment benefits are improperly paid. Uh, and that would be overpayments. Uh, I think a lot of folks are sensitive these, ta- these days to the fact um, that the states do, of course, uh, erroneously pay unemployment in some cases. Uh, um, that can be because they don't yet have separation information or they have in- incorrect or conflicting separation information from the employee, um, as well as uh, situations where the states make errors. And just like the rest of us, uh, the state unemployment divisions do make, uh, do make errors from time to time and charge employers when unemployment charges shouldn't have been um, uh, have been assessed. 
So those are those are the most common uh, reasons why a charge may not be valid is simply because of those errors or because because of those overpayments. And Dave, how often do we see this happening? I mean, is it a real problem? I know when I started, I talked about four hundred million dollars in exposure for our clients over a couple of years, and that sounds like a ton of money. So how big of a problem is this really for employers as they're looking at you know the totality of their unemployment cost management process? Yeah, it, it can be um, a, a big financial consequence for a lot of employers. And, you know, I mentioned the fact that in some cases there are error, um, uh, states make erroneous payments. And again, that can be because of missing or in incorrect separation information, or it could be um, that they've actually just made a mistake in the system in their process. Um, that happens generally to the tune of between 10 and 15% of the time. And so, as you can imagine, with the the amount of unemployment that larger employers or just employers that have high turnover um, in situations where there are lots of unemployment claims paid, that can be meaningful. Right. And I mean, realistically, we live in a world where every dime matters, every dollar matters. So I would imagine keeping your eye on this type of expense that's not truly should be an expense or something that you're exposed to where it's in error or erroneously charged is kind of a big factor for employers in general. Um, Absolutely. So when we think about benefit charge management outside of Equifax, how would an employer generally verify charges if they don't have a solution like ours in place? Sure, that's a good question. And I think, you know, obviously there are a lot of employers that, that don't use um, a service like ours and they're faced with um, the unemployment process on their own. That really in particular becomes a, a, a challenge um, for employers because benefit charges um, really can, the, the valid, uh, the validity of those benefit charges can depend on the history of an unemployment claim. Uh, um, and because that varies on a state by state basis, you know, for example, I, a lot of folks may not realize that in some states when you um, respond to an unemployment claim and it's determined that that person should not receive unemployment benefits, in some cases uh, you're, giving, you're given what's called a non-charge. And what that means, uh, Jason, is that the company itself can never be charged for those unemployment benefits, right? Um, however, in some states, what it does is reduce unemployment benefits. So it provides a disqualification to that employee and once they have worked that disqualification, they can then uh, start to receive unemployment benefits. And in those cases, um, when you start to see unemployment benefit charges, you need to understand those differences um, in, in how whether you should uh, see unemployment benefit charges or not. The process itself, um, because there are so many benefit payments per employee, because that generally is either uh, provided on a charge statement monthly or quarterly, it all really screams for automation and being able to handle that in a programmatic way. However, if you're using um, systems like, like um, maybe perhaps you're using Excel spreadsheets uh, to manage this process, each and every benefit charge that's paid and provided on that charge statement need to be verified or audited. And that can extremely impact the employer from um, a, a resource perspective. To get even more out of today's episode, make sure you get your free tools like webinars, ebooks, videos, and more at equifax.com slash wise. It sounds like it is not just a lot to keep up with, but a lot to keep up with correctly. And in a world where I would imagine most HR professionals have 
other responsibilities they're looking at and looking over, this is probably not the first thing that they're thinking about when they're thinking about unemployment cost management. So can you talk a little Absolutely. bit about so can you talk a little bit about how the workforce solutions benefit charge checking process works, what kind of technology we have behind it, and how we approach benefit charge checking for our clients? Absolutely. And you know, EWS has the largest UCM service uh, in in the country, and as such, we represent uh, many, many employers, and we have to have operational consistency uh, in order to, to do this the, the, the best way possible for our clients. Um, what we do basically is one of two ways we ingest the charge information from the states. We do obviously uh, get good old, good old benefit charge statements uh, via the mail for, for our customers in some states, but other states actually send us data files uh, because of the number of employers that we represent in that state. And that can expedite the obviously the review of those charges. In the cases where we actually accept paper uh, charge statements, those are digitized and read and then audited against the unemployment database for each of those unemployment cases. So every single unemployment benefit charge for each week and for each unemployment claim uh, that's provided on that charge statement is then reviewed. Um, you know, there are situations where we mentioned before the uh, that we we are part of our process is aimed at catching the mistakes of that process uh, at the states. And in some cases we've seen uh, benefit charges come through where, you know, for example, the employee's not really the employee of that uh, employer. And so we're able to catch those very quickly um, with that process. We conduct a multi-point check um, where the primary things that we're looking for is where the claim uh, doesn't really belong to the employer. It's not really their employee. For example, in some, uh, some situations, uh, the charge itself may not be valid. So the employer may have been relieved of charges and then uh, through, again, through error uh, at the state system, it could be a, have assessed those charges uh, erroneously to that account. We will, of course, catch that with our process and protest those charges. And then also um, there are situations where the employee may have returned to work. And we see that with some of our industries in staffing and retail and restaurant and so forth where there are periods of unemployment where the person has worked and collected unemployment benefits. And because of the, uh, the important wage data that we take in from our customers, we're able to then cross-reference that charge with their wage data and determine if they actually work during that period. And again, alert the state to that. Wow, Dave, that sounds like a whole lot of different just factors and pieces of information for an employer to check if they're and track, honestly, if they're trying to work this type of a program on their own. So I can see where having a service like Equifax Workforce Solutions provides is valuable for an employer. But can you talk about some of the primary reasons why Workforce Solutions is uniquely situated for this type of a program for an employer client? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, unemployment is is such a multi-step process um, that the, the biggest impact that a process or a program like ours has is that we provide that process oversight throughout the life of each unemployment claim. Um, you know, for example, each claim is adjudicated differently and along multiple points. Um, there's an initial determination. Some of those unemployment claims go to hearings. Uh, some of them go beyond the unemployment hearing. And each of those steps, every document in that process could affect uh, whether or not a benefit charge that comes in later should be looked at as, as valid or not. And so our process really overlays uh, multiple things that help make sure that the, the appropriate process management and process oversight 
uh, is applied. And that happens through our technology. Um, our platform is built to provide oversight, both to our internal users, as well as our client users on the outside, um, to, to ensure that every step of the unemployment process, every document in that process, uh, every point in that workflow is examined, um, and then apply the, the benefit charge to that process to make sure that it's valid. We have the expertise on staff, um, as I'm sure you've dealt with in, in, in other podcasts, our operational team has a great deal of experience and uh, a very high average number of years working on this, but a lot of our systems also have that expertise built into them uh, because of, of the numerous clients that we provide this service for. Um, standardization is, is absolutely imperative in order to be able to do this on a, a regular basis with um, a high volume of unemployment claims and provide that that true oversight to the process that ultimately is going to make sure, um, which is you know the goal of our unemployment cost management program as a whole, to to ensure that unemployment benefit payments uh, that shouldn't be paid aren't paid, and if they are improperly paid, that we are aware of that and we apply for those credits um, so that we can minimize those unemployment tax accounts or minimize those uh, reimbursement payments uh, for our clients. Well, we are out of time for today. I'd like to thank Dave for joining me as the co-host of the Workforce Wise podcast. And we hope that you're walking away with some best practices that you can implement in your organization. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the Workforce Wise podcast. And don't forget to download your free tools at equifax.com wise. While you're there, check out our other episodes and sign up for our live tech demo to see our solutions in action. And to keep our lawyers happy, you should know the information provided on the Workforce Wise podcast is intended as general guidance and not intended to convey specific tax or legal advice. For tax or legal information pertaining to your company and its specific facts and needs, please consult your own tax advisor or legal counsel. The views expressed are those of the discussion leaders and do not necessarily reflect official positions of Equifax. Investor analysts should direct inquiries using the contact us box on the investor relations section at equifax.com.